Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Constructing Comics podcast. And for tonight, we are going to take a different approach and look at the director's cut of Batman number one by Tom King and David Finch. Uh, This director's cut offers the pencils and the script along with a number of variant covers. Um, But the cool aspect of this is to see scripting um, and the pencils put together. Um, So tonight I'm joined by Noah again. Yeah, that's me. And we are going to take this as the perspective of a writer an artist, um, starting with the script, the descriptions put out in the script, and how the artist would take those directions and turn those into the images, and we might discuss some differences that we may have chosen, or some aspects that we saw that are, um, that we see as the absolute, uh, best Um, interpretation of the script. So with that, we're going to begin with page one, panel one, um, script by Tom King. So we have a description that says, panel one, wide panel on a plane, looking at the seatbelt indicator light. Light is off, no dialogue. Panel two, widescreen panel, Stat, light comes on, sound effect, ping. Ping. So right there, I think we might have our very first uh, variation from the from the script. So um, I will allow Noah to to come in here um, and explain a little bit what we see in these first two panels. Yeah, and we talked a little bit before we started recording about these two panels that maybe it it's probably the closest thing in the whole script from where David Finch deviated from the script itself. Um, but even then, it's mainly because... Uh, I'll bring this up a lot in the podcast, but Tom King's very cinematic when he describes things. Um, but I might be wrong about that. But And David Finch is sort of more of a traditional comic book artist where he's not confined to the live areas and the the bleeds and the crop edges and stuff like that so where he can sort of be all over the place um, within the page so like the first three panels if you count like the the on the the seatbelt on sign um turning on um kind of jump out of the page and sort of create a depth to it and um, then the final the last two pages are more standard sort of wide shots um but i think it was I think he mainly chose these, uh, I think he chose to do this close-up on, uh, the, the sign itself that you would see on an airplane, so if you'd look up, you know, you'd have the lights and everything like that, but then you'd have, you know, put your seatbelt on, uh, sign turning on, um, that's what you see in those first two panels, and, uh, I think it was just a, a way of David Finch to conserve space, but also to show off his, uh, show off his face drawing skills. Um, in the next panel. So then you cut to an aisle view of um, of a plane 
and you see a guy like reading a newspaper and then you see the kid who will be the one witnessing the events to come throughout the issue you see him first up and then uh the fourth panel zooms in on him then the fifth panel ends on him and um yeah does it make sense what i'm saying to say though about like sort of conserving space though in the first panel so you get a good establishing shot and again david finch gets to show off his face drawing skills yeah um i'm actually thinking here now um all of the first four panels are labeled as widescreen panels yeah they are they are widescreen um but, but they're not like standard like blocky widescreen panels but with panel one and panel two we get very like with them being small we get very like quick hitters like yeah one two like i'm wondering if david finch was like i need those beats to be quicker if so if i make those smaller they 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 go faster and then hitting you with the third panel you're yeah you you now see the all of the people on the plane and you pause a little bit more than you do with the the very minimal seatbelt closing like panels so i'm thinking yeah maybe he took a, a he yeah. took a little bit of uh license from the wide panel description that tom king gave him there yeah i i agree with you there but i don't um I'd be curious what the conversation was, though, about those two panels, because the first two panels um, are in the script by Tom King, and I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that's that's pretty accurate to um, what David Finch was doing is if he was going outside of the script. Um, but I think it's also very accurate to Tom King's style as well, that he's like, you know, he's he's very much so about creating a visual rhythm yeah. in the script and in the, in the physical comic itself. And... Uh, I would. I had a point to make. Oh yeah. Um. Like I've watched videos on filmmaking before, and they talk about like how, um, in certain films to really make something effective, you have a close up, close up, wide shot. So I think that's sort of what the first two panels are: is sort of the close up, close up, wide shot, and you kind of get that. Um. You get that like, oh man, look at that kind of moment where it's sort of crowded with detail, and um, you you start to pause a little more, you start to take in things and. Uh, it really sets up the main character really well. And, and it shows that he's important. Um, and, you know, you could go with... I think you could... I don't know, not to not to get too uh, into the minutia of it, but I guess you could um, just have those first two panels and not have the third panel. But at the same time, uh, it takes away from the importance of uh, of this character and the sort of the setting. Um, because the rest of this issue isn't just about the boy. It's about sort of this idea of Gotham. And, you know, uh, Gotham is a, is a people, I guess, right? So that's that's the whole point um, of this issue is um, Batman is Gotham, um, but he's, uh, he's, he's trying to protect them more than anything. So I think that's the importance of the third panel more than anything is to zoom out, see that... Uh, there are a lot of people, like people, people on this uh, this flight that's about to go terribly wrong. Um, does that make sense, or am I going all over the place? Uh, no, it's it's good. So here's one thing that I just noticed, and I may have missed it on first read, but now trying to break this down a little bit. If you look at the the angle of the newspaper, 
it points you to the next panel and oh, then it, yeah. and then if you look at the angle of the lady crocheting next to the boy yeah it points you to the next panel so i'm wondering how intentional that was and i'm guessing it was probably pretty intentional for just to uh, put those arrows in there with them yeah. out them being arrows you, you you basically have the triangle of the arrow without being too too um on the nose with it you're you're using yeah. you're using other items to to direct the eye so i think that that's pretty cool there on the on the first page and that's you know that's comic book uh, penciling 101 yeah you know you gotta learn the composition of a page and stuff like that and finch is a is a uh i don't know if i would say he's not a founding father maybe of the uh sort of uh millennial artists i guess or maybe he's 90s is he still 90s considered or is he is he like early 2000s uh i think he does have a little bit of uh 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 establishment in that 90s sort of that uh muscular overdeveloped um even though that we don't get too much of it here i think yeah i think you have some of that uh with with david finch's work but, but he has he's yeah so his proportions are a little more like early 2000s uh you know it's got that sensibility of an early 2000s anatomy mm -hmm. um sort of getting tired of the crazy mcfarland liefeld uh larson lee kind of stuff um that you saw in the 90s but there's still that design uh, component that's very strong and more subtle. Uh, I mean, before we, before we started recording, we were looking at X Force Number One <laughs> by Liefeld, which is just, you know, you couldn't get more, uh, like just crazy over the top with the design in that because everybody basically is, you know, either pointing their foot or their, or their leg, you know, or their hand to where the the reader should look next in those. Um, but you can see here, Finch is much more subtle about that. And uh, also, you know, a lot of it has to do with the placement of the bubbles also. And uh, the, the letterer made a good job not to take away from the, the flow of the page from where uh, he, uh, the letterer being John Workman, uh, where John put the, put the sound effects and then the bubbles and stuff like that. It doesn't take away from uh, Finch's uh, flow of the page so yeah there's a lot of invisible lines here guiding the eye and uh it's really great to see a letterer you know not uh breaking up those lines and actually working with the lines uh there's a good flow here and it's kind of uh something that like you know your your design professor uh, my design professors would sort of get on me about um just sort of uh you know making sure that it wasn't stiff and having this nice flow of things yeah, and I think uh, continuing on the sort of design flow, if the 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 fifth panel, where we see what the the boy is looking at as he looks out the mm -hmm. plane window, um, which Tom King describes, where he says we are seeing what he's looking at. Yeah, he's looking down at Gotham, the bat signal. Um, and we are looking at it from above, reflecting from the clouds, like when you're on a plane and you see fireworks from above. Yeah. Um, that's this not is... quite what Finch does there. 
Well, actually, no, he does. He does uh, it exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is my favorite. Well, it's probably it's like it's 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 my favorite group of panels is number five on page one and uh, number one on page two, which I think is that a good segue into page yeah, two. Yeah. So page one and page two are very. I wrote this down in my notebook. Um, they're very uh like they're very Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons and Watchmen. Um, how they cut and uh, they cut to the next page and it's the exact same composition where the bat signal is in the bottom right hand of the uh, the bottom right hand corner of the fifth panel on the first page and then on the first panel of the second page the bat signal is on is on the right and so. I think what's also pretty neat there is uh, we only see half of the bat signal yeah and it's forcing you off it's, the page it's hey this is this is uh this panel is moving yeah. and it, it moves you right into that to that next panel by only yep. showing you half of that panel and then again going into that composition that that again it's my favorite it's got to be my favorite two panels just because i love that match cut mm -hmm. you know it's cutting on action but it's also cutting on the the shape of the bat signal so now you know it's a it's a flawless seamless uh, transition into introducing Batman and James Gordon in the next page and uh, again you got that design where you see the plane is flying from left to right into the clouds where the bat signal is being projected and then the clouds flow into the second panel on the page if you could see me right now I'm doing a lot of gestures and interpretive dance to explain this panel that I can't describe in words um, but Matt's looking at the picture so it's all in vain no no it's yeah. so I uh I think what also is cool to point out here is uh the way that uh Jim Gordon's word balloon which is sort of off panel at this point um the tail of it um leads you right to again back to the to the bat, the bat signal. signal so oh we my went gosh, yeah. we went bat signal bat signal bat signal kind of directed you know we saw it from above we saw it from below, and now we're seeing it from its source, and mm -hmm. we've we've been directed either by half a bat signal or a plane going towards the bat signal or a tail on a word balloon taking us to yeah. to uh, to that. So we've gone from above to below to the source of the bat signal in uh, in three panels there. So I think that's also very good uh, page design. Yeah, it's uh. And again, I think that's you know that's the that's the cinematic uh, that's the cinematic skill of a comic artist of a good comic artist and a good comic writer, you know where they they know um, they know how to lead the page. They see, bef like uh, like the writer sees while he's writing it how everything is going to tie into it, and then the write and then the artist without having to be told knows how to tie it all together. Um, that's just that's just a strong relationship right there between Finch and King to yes. know how to tie everything together. And uh, we talked about this earlier, but what I find interesting is uh, how Tom King denotes uh, captions that are from off-panel. Yeah. Um, on page two, he labels Gordon's dialogue as gordon op um and he he gives no direction there 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been, that would have been the work of the the letterer there to yeah. to put that tail there. So that's uh, that's that's a team effort. Uh, yeah, there. I, I wrote that down, and um, we talked about this. That's something that everybody gives the, when you're talking to a a professional in the industry. Like that's that's their number one guide to writers and pencilers is that you have to be thinking about everybody that's going to be coming after you. So writer has to be considering the penciler, the penciler has to be considered the inker and the colorist, and they have to make each of each other's jobs as easy as possible so that when it comes time to the deadline, it's so clear on what they have to do. And they don't have to worry about the additional stress of trying to interpret the other person's work. And uh, so you can see that with Tom King is already taking steps for like to guide the letterer, like this is off panel. Later on, you get like Alfred on the comms and stuff like that, and he puts into the descriptions like floating jagged balloon. Mm-hmm. So it's it's clearly a radio thing. And uh, another great thing is is that he he num uh, Tom King numbers each of the balloons in the page so like you know word balloon one word balloon two word balloon three that kind of thing so the the letterer when he gets in there knows what goes in each balloon and then that makes him it makes his job easier because then he just sort of can type it into the balloon and then place it where david finch has given room for the letters um it's just it's it's so cool to see this unit at work you know that uh tom king and uh and David Finch are leading the like you know are leading the charge and uh, but they are they have such a great battle plan for everybody involved. It's it's just cool to see that. Yeah, I find the next panel interesting in the fact that this is the first time we see Batman, and his back is turned to us. Yeah. Um, but we know it's Batman. Yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's, I did notice that. That you don't see Batman until page four, which is the splash, which we'll get to. But that's a, you know, that's, um, you know, that's a cool consideration for Tom King and David Finch. Because they're not only taking this as, you know, we're, we're writing this for people who are reading, who've read Batman comics their whole life. So it's going to be a good story for them. But it also has to be as good of a story for someone who's never read a Batman comic before. Mm-hmm. And they're only picking it up for Batman. So they're giving it the shark from Jaws treatment. Mm-hmm. Giving Batman the shark from Jaws treatment where they're really drawing out, showing Batman until like a good moment. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, Gordon is smoking on the, mm-hmm. on the, on, on the roof. What uh, an example for kids. <laughs> good job, James. So uh, we go and we have a couple of quick panels of Gordon and Batman discussing um, the fact that uh, there's been some uh, I, I, I believe it's uh, uniforms that have been stolen no from... it's uh, it's a uh, ground to air missile launchers that's correct and they've, they've been able to locate uh, or am I getting ahead of myself that they've been able to locate two of the three yeah two of the three to a um to the uh the the narrows yeah um so is that is that brought up in any of the other issues this attack on the fort is that brought up in any other series or is that just explained in this first part no this is this is this is rebirth so so like it doesn't come up later on 
Because, uh, disclaimer, I started reading Batman, um, this Rebirth Batman. I read the first issue, then I tried to read I Am Bane, but then something came up. Then, excuse me, I got, um, I started reading Batman regularly, um, during jo War of Jokes and Riddles, so I have no idea where this arc goes. No, I think this is just sort of a, uh, uh, almost like a, uh, Jim Gordon is uh, a competent uh, police officer, but there's only so much he can do. And, yeah, okay. You know, he's he's in a city with uh, super villains, and you know he's he's able to take out sixty six percent of the uh, the stuff. But you know, as a non powered individual, things yeah. are gonna things are gonna get by him, and there's no real there's no real backstory there. And that, that sort of gives, it brings up another point that I wrote down, and that, that concerns, like, the whole issue. Well, like, the themes of the whole issue, is that this is something like the, the plane crashing, because on page three, uh, on page two, you start to see, after Jim Gordon explains that uh, there was an attack on a fort um, by Cobra agents, and uh, the Cobra agents stole ground-to-air missiles, and then on the final pa panel on page two, you see a missile traveling upwards towards the plane that's been set up. And then on first panel, page three, probably half the page is that first panel. And it's the, it's, it's from the ground view and you're looking up and you see Batman in the left corner, Gordon in the right corner. And then in between them, sorry, in above them is the plane getting hit um, by the missile. So what I was going for with that is, is that this whole issue needs to show that, um, these two dudes are just regular guys. So like Gordon is just a police commissioner. Um, but he's in contact with the secretary of defense. Um, and then, you know, of course there's Batman who's the greatest detective. So these two guys don't, aren't able, you know, even though they're well connected, you know, what, what can they do against a plane that's about to crash into Gotham city? Um, they, they're already holding so much on their shoulders, but they're not superhuman in strength. Um, so I, th I like that sort of humanizing, like they're at the pride, they're, they're like, you know, they've got a lot of connections, but basically as the issue goes, like no connections in order to help them. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Cobra with a K. Oh yeah. That is a Jack Kirby creation oh. so that even though it's rebirth yeah we're getting a uh a nod to uh a nod to the past there so that that's, tom king's love of the king yeah that's 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 pretty cool yeah so already you see the yeah well i mean you can't be in comics and not like you know throw some cred towards jack kirby uh because he created everything. No, but it's he is God. But it's 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 pretty cool because it's like as somebody who would not be familiar with that past, you would just mm -hmm. read that as yeah, oh, that's just that. a that's just an organization that's causing havoc, but it, for mm -hmm. anybody in the know, they would be like, "Oh, that's cool. He he uh he brought something in there." So, yeah. So, I uh I think another cool design element is in the last panel of page two that plane in that from the last page of panel or the last panel of page two 
Yeah. And the first panel of page three, mm -hmm. they're almost in the same sort of position. Yeah. So Just it's like, off. it's like two quick beats, like yeah. that, that missile's there and then that missile's hitting it. Like, um, it's not a page turn per se, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a change from two to three and it hits you really quick. And, you know, the effect that you're getting from re as a reader is almost the same effect that you're getting as uh, as the characters in there. It's kind of like one of those things where you're distracted by whatever's in front of you. Um, but then, like, out of the corner of your eye, you're seeing something really weird about to go down. So you're 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 engrossed in the conversation that Gordon and Batman are having. Uh -huh. um, but like there's the plane still is in the corner and then even on the last panel of page two, um, the, uh, the text almost overlaps the plane. It has how close it is to it. Yeah. And you know, there's, that's a, that's a unique choice right there. Um, because, uh, there's a lot of negative space on this panel, but they decided to go, the letterer decided to go with the negative space that was closest to the plane. Um, part of that is also that, uh, it's, uh, it's moving from left to right. And in the left now is the, uh, the bat signal is almost completely out of panel, um, which might be some kind of symbol, but maybe it's too late for me to figure out what that metaphor is. And, uh, that like, you know, maybe it's to show that Batman can't handle it anymore. Like that kind of thing. It's out of Batman's hands. Uh, but also that this, but back to the text, it's sort of in it's sort of out of our corner, out of the corner of our eye, and then the sense that we're kind of like, what's that? Oh, that's what it is on page, on page three. So with this last panel, that's, um, that's Gordon, and he's looking up at yeah. that plane. So the text is coming from below yeah. to up, but I'm almost wondering now if they made the decision to take the text from um sort of like off panel text like mm -hmm. if they would have went from the top left of the panel and led us with the dialogue to the plane how yeah. much that would have changed but i also do like the fact that it's from gordon's perspective yeah and he's he's on that rooftop looking up so that's yeah. that's in theory how the words would would flow in the picture but mm -hmm. um um, I just was wondering for a second there how much it would have changed if it would have went from the top panel and led us to the plane. But uh, um, either way, it's 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 correct. I mean, it's it's from Gordon's perspective there, yeah. and he's 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 looking up. So and the text is is forefront, and it's almost like the um, it's almost like you know again it, the 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 letterer on this is phenomenal, uh, and how he placed where he paced placed everything and well uh, i i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut oh, you no, off that's there okay. yeah. i think john workman is considered the uh like the number one letterer number one in, letterer. The, in okay. the history of uh letterers so i'm sorry john workman. no 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 that's okay when you get uh when you get uh is it jordy belair when you get jordy belair you get jordy belair and uh john workman you're uh you're 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 doing pretty well and that's not to slight uh king or, or finch there but those no. those two are considered the 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 top of their uh top of their games there yeah so clearly 
Yeah, you've got a lot of experience, which is kind of the odd thing about Tom King that we were talking about in the sense that um, this is a big thing for them to drop on Tom King. Yeah, it's a Batman 1. It's yeah. the third Batman 1 yeah. in the history of, what, uh, 80, 80 some years of uh, comics. 80 years now, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's got to be a lot. And you were talking about scott snyder when he was approached with number one yeah um how he almost had like a nervous breakdown and um it's interesting because again we were talking about this before that scott snyder was established as already as a good batman writer yeah you know so when it was sort of like the natural choice to have him write you know new 52 you know they were like well we need to have somebody new in there but we can trust him because he'd worked on detective comics yeah, and Tom yeah. King at this point had, uh, what, he probably had uh, the, the the Grayson series, maybe a little bit of the Vision Dawn, yeah, and the Omega Vision. Man. Omega Man, which yeah. Just was, Kyle Rayner, not even, like, not even the most popular Green Lantern, so, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always a good thing when uh, Jim Lee comes to the defense of your the defense of your book to yeah. to keep it going but uh yeah i i couldn't un, i couldn't imagine the uh the pressure of uh writing batman number 1 with being uh let's just say 2 3 years into your uh yeah. your professional professional career uh it's yeah it's 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 daunting i mean i can't imagine it being anything but daunting and when you meet tom king he's kind of a chill dude so uh, I can't I can't picture him as anything but chill. But if I was in that position, and then not only handling the most popular character in comic book history mm-hmm. and in comic books today, you're working with David Finch, who is at his prime still. Yes. And like you said, Jordi Belair, who is, yeah, I mean, besides you got three names in comics for colors. You've got Matt Hollingsworth. Dave Stewart and Jordy Belair. Yeah. Am I missing anybody else? I think those are it, pretty much. Um, Betty Brightweiser. Betty Brightweiser. Yeah, yeah. those would be clearly with. your top yeah. top four. Top four. Yeah. Where you're like, those are the guys you go to, and you pick Jordy Belair, who's you know, Eisner Award winning yeah. colorist, and you have David Finch, who's a god, and then you have uh, now I know the letterer who's. Name, I do know. I'm not reading it out of the book. No. Uh, John Workman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, well, uh, I have to credit other podcasts with um, letting me know that John Workman is sort of the the elite of, uh, of uh, letterers. I actually, uh, John Workman was at Baltimore Comic Con a couple years ago. Oh, really? Was, uh, to to have a table uh-huh. and be a letterer, I think that would uh, like that point that something. would point to uh, being good at your craft. So, and I don't know much about David Finch except that I love him. But um, is Matt Banning is he the normal inker on David Finch? Do you know? I do not know. Not that we should care because no. this is all pencils. Yeah. Screw you, Matt Banning. Just kidding. We love you. So, um. But I think what is uh, cool with the third page is, um, of course, we get the amazing upshot of the plane being hit. Yeah. 
with the plane now smoking um it's pointed at Gordon who speaks mm-hmm. um we get a close shot of Gordon his eyes and nose and mouth panicked panicked but also lead us yeah down to the again the the close up close up wide of uh you know so it's close up on Gordon close up on Gordon wide on Gordon it's the um he does that kind yeah. of moment where Batman disappears after we Gordon got turns away quick beat quick beat and Boom. then the what we always get is Gordon on a rooftop thinking yeah. that he's talking to Batman and Batman has already gone yep. the uh the structure of the building um that's there's we have another sort of arrow mm-hmm. pointing us to to our page turn yeah which is a page what are page are we on now are we on yeah. page four yeah we're on page four yeah it's got a yeah but to go back to that that two panel thing and um one of the words that um, and high school people often exchanged for composition was perspective. Mm-hmm. So uh, perspective and composition are two different things, but oftentimes they can be used as the same thing. Yeah. So there's a two-point perspective in this final panel, and the vanishing point for the second point of perspective is leading you off the page, which is just a good way of combining two of our favorite things as artists. Yeah. So page... Five is it page five now? Uh, we're talking about the splash. Or... Yes. Yes. So that's page four. Okay, page four is the aftermath of Batman leaving the rooftop, mm-hmm. which he is now diving off of. Yep. He gives us a call to Alfred, his his man on tech and uh sort of surveillance and uh overview um now that is a one page splash and part of me wonders if digital wasn't such a big thing if that wouldn't have been a double play double page splash but those don't really work well on so- ipads anymore and yeah. and we're also We've been reduced to 20 pages, so do you want to give two pages out of your 20 to a double-page splash when you only have you only have 20 to work with? Yeah, and also with this, too, um, it fits the story to only have, like, if you're going to have a splash in there, and, you know, I think it's a waste of David Finch's talent if he doesn't get at least one splash yeah, per, per issue. And... Um, and it's, I think it's a waste of a superhero comic if you don't have a splash per issue. Uh, so I agree with, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but I also think it fits the story really well. So if you're going to have a splash, it might as well be a one-page splash because this is a very urgent comic. Yes. You know, where this is something where, this is all, this is real-time stuff, that kind of thing. There's no, there's no lapse, like great lapse in time. This is all, this probably all takes place in like five minutes. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's falling off the building he's upside down yeah he's we're we're getting the feeling of that that speed and that yeah. that that falling off of the off of the building um even though he's in complete control he's he's used to diving off of buildings yeah. with with 
with no regard. Um, um, so we get a full page panel there. Um, he's calling into Alfred. Alfred's sort of giving him a sit rep of everything that's going on. Yep, calls in Duke. Um, yeah, um, which is cool because that's a that's a carryover from the uh, from the the uh the the Snyder um new 52 um um Batman um yeah the new Batmobile yeah which is kind of a well that's on sorry I'm getting ahead of myself no 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 that's okay uh so page four yeah you yeah page four introduces um brings Alfred in and um it shows uh Batman uh, finishing his fall from the rooftops, and it's a, uh, it's a uh, one, two, three, four panels. Um, so it's three panels inside of one panel, but it's four panels all together. So it's three little panels of Batman's actions. So yeah. Batman falling, Batman shooting his grappling gun, the grappling hook wrapping around a pipe, and then all of that's within this nice half um, shot, half of the page where it's um, it's a, uh, it's perpendicular. And, um, uh, vertical, I mean, it's a vertical panel mm -hmm. and you see Batman, um, descending, um, with his grappling hook into the Batmobile in an alleyway. Yeah. And it's got this nice, um, there's a puddle, I think, leading off of, um, that sort of is where that sort of like shows this, like, uh, this path to the Batmobile. Yeah. And it sort of leads your eye to the other side of the page. And, um, which I think is, it, it's interesting that, you know, it goes, uh, it goes down and then you have to go all the way back up to read again. So it's, it's, uh, it's something that they don't tell you to do in comics is that, you know, but at the same time, everybody does it. So you just sort of have to trust the reader to be smart enough to look up and start at the beginning at the top again and then work their way down. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah. if now, in sort of retrospect, looking at the design, I wonder if this uh, radio off-panel um, balloon, which is coming from Duke, where Batman says, I need Duke, and then um, we have the, the jagged panel that says, yes, Master Bruce. I'm wondering if maybe if they would have um, brought that up to about mid page that would have helped bring us up to yeah the 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 panel um but, but who are we to question the no no the, but the leaders yeah but also the um the way that you need to read it is you need to read it right to left and up to down so yeah we can't break that sort of that pattern or 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 it doesn't make sense so yeah um and yeah so you again a lot of it has to do with space and there's you know as an as the artist as the artist probably with you know more years of experience than i've been alive um david finch he, he knows what he's doing oh, so yeah. you know he knows what the what what a reader expects and um so you know he can do things like not have anything that directly leads you up but at the same time um these lines you can easily follow back up and um then start then work your way back down and then off the page um where our good um 
our good friend John Workman leads us off the page yeah. this time with the lettering. Yeah, so we go half page up the down, but we also go second half up the down, which yeah. is sort of a good continuity there. Yeah. So um, the one, two, three, four panels there are Batman quick en- entering his Batmobile, mm-hmm. getting more up to date with uh, what he's doing and giving us cool imagery of 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 the Batmobile um uh, with the fourth and final page or fourth and final panel being the exhaust from the awesome back part of the 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 Batmobile yeah the rampless and, jump rocket thing yeah and so we know the Batmobile is about to uh to speed away when when we see that and Turning the page, what do we have but a speeding, uh, speeding Batmobile? Yeah. Um, and this Batmobile is kind of like a a healthy combination between like Batman the Animated Series, uh, the Tim Burton Batman, which I guess is sort of Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series, but and it also has the like Batman face shield on the front from like classic Batman comics, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a cool look. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of, again, throwing Batman back to his roots. And um, uh, I, I like in this page, this is the uh, sixth page. Yes. Um, I like on this page that, again, very cinematic um, with the dialogue panels. So there's a panel of um, Duke and um, and Batman. And actually the panels are, are overlapping, so that uh, panel two is uh on top of panel one yeah then panel three is underneath is underneath panel two and then panel four is on on top of panel three also so it sort of leads you into each one but inside each one batman and duke are in similar positions facing the same way yeah the lighting is hitting them about the same also and uh so it's kind of like you know in a movie how you'd want to do like an eyeline match or something like that, or uh, or um, just to you know, just so it's not as jarring of a cut, that kind of thing between things, and um, it's simple, but it it really helps you, you know, it really helps the urgency go mm-hmm. on in the sense that it's just you know, bam, 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 we got to get going right now, that kind of thing, um, kind of like with this podcast because i'm taking too long to give my explanation no 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 it's it's perfectly fine (laughs) okay um no i i agree those uh uh panels two three four and five which are very quick um overlaying panels they're almost the 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 same position um duke is extending his hand in in one but the those those shots of batman is um three is further out and five is 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 close in so yeah. it's like it's like closing in it's yeah. like i'm gonna hit you really quick with these with these beats um which then takes us to the next page and um the location so we sort of get a uh, location shot there to uh to let us know where we are yeah um and that um what page are we on there are we on page seven page seven so on page um on page six they established that batman's going to have to to ramp 
off of this bridge that's established on the top of page seven um, to get onto the plane. And he's going to have to ramp at a certain time, at a certain speed, in order to eject at the proper time and land on the plane thousands of feet up in the air. Yeah, so I what I think is interesting here is uh, if we look at uh, Tom King's uh, description here, he just says, shot of the bridge from the side, everything is quiet. Um, and when I sort of do establishing shots, mm. I might say like uh, overhead shot of uh, FBI headquarters right. just to sort of set it. But he uh, he actually gives you the uh, the the shot saying you're you're getting a side view. I I mm. I don't generally do that over other than to say maybe like overhead shot because I because mm-hmm. I kind of like to go with those overhead shots, I kind of like to try to go, like, top-down, because I might go from outside of a building to inside a conference room to at a desk. So um, that's that's an interesting choice there, is to, yeah. to tell him that he's using the side of the bridge. Yeah. And uh, I love, um, I not to go back, not to back paddle a lot, but uh, I love, you can't, you can't read the script without mentioning um, panel one page, on page six's description. Um, uh, that, that, um, like, you know, that's where, like, you can tell this is a dream come true for Tom King to mm-hmm. work with, uh, to work with Finch in the sense of, you know, um, how he says it is, um, he says a brand I, new Batmobile, a brand new Batmobile and his description on how to, how to draw it. If you want to read it, it's pretty great. Though. Oh, it, yeah. It just says very badass. Yeah. As only... As only you could badass it, is what yeah. he says, and, and um, uh, it just shows right there that he's like he loves. He clearly comes. He's coming from, not just from a writer's perspective, but also from someone who enjoys reading comics and enjoys reading David Finch's comics. Yeah, because he very clearly there could have been like this is the this is the yeah. tumbler from the Nolan movies, or yeah. this is the uh, this is the. Uh, you know, this is the Capullo, you yeah. know, Batmobile. He doesn't, he doesn't give him any direction other no. than that he wants it to be cool. So yep. like, he's like, I know. He's like, draw it cool, the way that I know you will draw. Yeah, it. that's you that... know. So it's 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 a cool bromance right there, like that kind of thing where he was like, it's like I love you, man. Do your thing. That and, kind of thing. It's it's pretty great. And I'm not sure how aware you are. Um, there was a lot of tension between Snyder and Capullo in the early uh, New 52 Batman. Because really? Snyder was very um, in-depth with his description. And Capullo was like, I've been at this for a while. Don't... Uh, don't overdo don't, it. Don't overdo it. So <laughs> yeah. they, they had to find... <laughs> They had to find the the middle ground where here, these guys have already sort of yeah established. Well, it'd be like, one thing to go through a, an issue of New Fifty Two Batman because I was watching an interview with Capullo where he was going through the script from for like Endgame, mm-hmm. and um, he was going through and basically talking like Scott wrote this, but I decided to go with this that kind of thing, and he yeah. was like, uh, "It's like Scott, it's like Scott said he wanted these this many panels on this page, but I said no. How about just two? And then, yeah, sort of, uh, 
uh, they're both, uh, Scott Snyder's very, like, you know, again, he's very in-depth. Um, yeah. He can really write, like, a lot when he, when he gets to. And, um, but Greg Capullo is such, like, a, he's like the loud biker guy, that kind of thing that you don't want to mess with. No, so you're just like, definitely. yeah, do what you want. And <laughs> it's like, don't hurt me. Yeah. Um, so you just let Capullo do what he wants to do. Just don't, don't make him angry. Yeah. So we have our, on, again, um, page seven, we have our establishing shot of the bridge. We go to the second panel and we have the, the Batmobile, um, coming up over the horizon. Yeah. Um, and then we, we cut to Batman inside the Batmobile, which Tom King, um, outlines that he wants an inside shot and he has uh, a button marked as roof, which I don't. He didn't put that in. Yes, he did not. He doesn't. So in panel three, Tom King is, is, is asking for a button to be labeled as, as roof. And this is something prior to the, to the, to the podcast we were talking about sort of like, don't, uh, don't surprise your artist with with something later on. Um, he's clearly giving. Um, he's clearly giving David Finch the um, indication that Batmo that Batman is leaving this this Batmobile via right. via the via the roof, but uh, Finch doesn't uh, doesn't include it there. Yeah. So you well. Yeah. It's a show don't tell moment. So. Uh, he Instead is of, pushing a button, though. He is pushing a button, but it's like you don't know what button he's pushing until you look to the next panel and you yeah. see the roof flying off the Batmobile. So it's a, it's a show-don't-tell moment for Finch where he yeah. was like, you know what, we're... I think right there, because you also... If you look on page six, there's so much information that they're going to put in on those screens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, you're, uh, Tom King is like a blasting the reader with data and stats and stuff like yeah. that, like what time this is, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, what angle that he has to be at. Uh, like, the percentage of the rockets and things later on. So, just a good point where he's like, you know what, I don't need to have a button that says roof on it if I'm just going to show on the next panel the roof flying off of the Batmobile. So, the reader will put it together that whatever button Batman pushed, mm-hmm. it was the one to reject the roof. Yeah, so, um, that's that, that was a... Uh... That was a cool decision made by by Finch there, um, so Batman has ejected the roof from the uh, the Batmobile. What I think is interesting here is is uh, we've sort of had everything coming at us at this point. We've mm. um, the previous page Batmobile is coming at us. Um, two panels before this, Batmobile is coming at us. Yeah. But at this panel, the Batmobile is it's going away. Going away. But from the roof us. is coming at yeah, us. Yeah, that's. And um, but and even in the panel before that, Batman's he's reaching towards the camera mm-hmm. to press the button. So the it's like a dashboard camera, mm-hmm. um, that where you see Batman pressing the button. And then though the final panel, is uh, is him pushing a button. And his um the way he's it's a close up on the button that he's pushing at his hand and it's the GPS 
And uh, again, it's it's sort of one of those, uh, you know, if it wasn't so urgent, we'd kind of be like, oh, I see what he's doing there. Basically, David Finch is pointing to the reader, like, turn the page now yeah, when and, he's pressing the button. And even though we didn't get the roof button uh, two panels before, yeah. we, we we do now get the roof button. We get the just, gun. And, just, uh, just to the left of the, uh, what I is the, what is that? Is that the seat button that he's, he's, he's pushing? Yeah. So he's got, uh, he's got roof, he's got seat, and he's got gun. Gun. All next to each other. So the, the yeah. roof button does make its appearance, it just doesn't make its appearance uh, yeah. in the two panels previous, which, uh, goodness, which, which Tom King was, was looking for yeah so that uh takes us to what page eight page eight which is another one page splash and it's a uh, um and again well it's, it's kind of cool is because uh again sort of going with the uh the sort of close-up close-up you know money shot you know so a lot of little panels on the page before uh leading up to this sorry three little panels leading up to this big splash um, where you can really take in the details of the cityscape, um, because it's, it's from above and Batman sitting in his ejector mm -hmm. seat. Um, yeah. what's cool here is, uh, we're, we're getting splash pages on, on even number pages, which are, are page turns, but, um, on four, he was going down, yeah. jumping off the oh. building, and now on eight, he's... It's another splash panel, but instead of going down, now he's 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 going up. So. Yeah, in the opposite direction. Yeah, too. so that that that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great, and again, this is a. I'll bring it up now. Uh, we brought it up at the beginning of the podcast when when DC did Rebirth. Uh, there was no other first issue like this. You no. know, with Superman, they had to set up who superman was now that kind of yeah. thing uh with cyborg even uh they kind of threw you into the action but it had a lot of exposition mm -hmm. in it as to who cyborg was um green lantern was the same aquaman was the same i i read red hood and the outlaws that was the same where like they just had to go in and explain everything for first-time readers but this is the one time where like no explanation this issue just throws you into a scenario where that's unlike any scenario Batman's ever had to deal with where like, you know, usually Batman has to deal with someone like the penguin or the Joker robbing a bank. Yeah. We haven't even seen a villain to, no. this, to this point. No, We've... this is something that Superman would usually deal with. Right. Which we will, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, yeah, touch exactly. on later, but yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen, we haven't seen a villain. Yeah. Um, the, the, the the elements yeah. or the uh the situation or the, the the villain right now right so like you know if you go like like batman number one is a straightforward detective comic from the 30s right and yeah. then even batman number one new 52 it opens with like a murder investigation but also when it, it's like uh it also involves all the rogues trying to break out of arkham asylum yeah. Yeah. so you know this one where it's it's really Batman just sort of stripped to what this this story needs at this moment. So it's really, it's really a risky story for a number one. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's a ballsy move to have like, uh, no Joker, no, no Penguin, no Rogues at all. Yeah, no Robins at all. Yeah, they, you know what it was. So the only people 
No, I mean we we've had background characters, but yeah, we've seen Gordon, we've seen Batman, and we've, we've seen to Alfred, and we've seen Duke, um, yeah. via, via a, a, a possibly a a screen, even though Duke could have been easily off panel as well. So. Yeah. Um. So this is a, like. This is a very unique Batman story in the sense, and again, like just what a like what a ambitious move to start out like rebirth. Like this is something new for Batman, but at the same time, it's uh it's not straying away from his roots because during this whole time, Batman's using like his like calculating like his super calculator of a brain mm-hmm. to know what to do in these scenarios. So. Uh, we skipped over that, like, Superman and Green Lantern aren't answering their comms. No. You know, everybody's... I think Alfred says uh, everyone's either in another galaxy or fighting off giant monsters. And so that's just a cool scenario. Like, okay, this is, like, a plane crashing. That's usually something Wonder Woman or Superman would deal with. And, uh, but no, we have to deal with the detective is the one who's going to have to stop the plane from crashing into Gotham City. Yeah, um, no, that's, uh, we, yeah, that, that's, 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 uh, extremely interesting, uh, our choice, and, uh, um, you would have to possibly credit the, uh, the editors there to, uh, to say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna let you get away, not get away with this, but we're gonna let you go with this, and, uh, have faith that, uh, at some point it's going to to get back to the uh to the uh the world's greatest detective taking on uh superpowered individuals but we have uh not seen any to to the to this point so yeah batman has ejected from his batmobile mm-hmm. he is um en route he is um going upwards at a great rate of speed mm-hmm. um and he is going to make contact with, uh, or hoping to make contact uh, with the plane there. Yeah. Um, Which is on the the fall. The previous pages, um, uh, Duke and Batman have a large exchange of data, mm-hmm. like involving when, um, what time Batman has to ramp. Yeah. From the the bridge and at what speed. Um, in order to catch up with the plane that's descending at a certain speed, and um, you know, it's it, the the space between the plane and the city is growing, is is decreasing, and also the time that Batman has to take action to steer the plane, yeah, out of the out of its uh, sort of like you know the maximum casualty crash point, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of like a lot of stuff that they're they're hitting you with. Um, and uh, I thought about it. This is my second time reading through it, but the first time I didn't really think about that data. I don't know how accurate it is, but I don't think you're really supposed to care. There's just this urgency to the whole thing. Yeah, um, I, I, I think so as well. So that takes us to the next page where we um, continue to see the, the plane sort of uh, to, to break apart. Um, Batman is... Uh, uh, checking in with with gordon um and his caption is uh gordon do you copy Mm -hmm. um and then we get uh on the second panel we get uh we get gordon 
um, in his car, um, which is interesting. Now looking at the script, it says, uh, uh, no, it does say, uh, no, no, it says widescreen panel. Gordon is rushing through the streets of Gotham in a cop car. Gordon is talking on the radio. He looks scared, very chaotic. Um, but uh, Finch chooses to go with a uh, inside the 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 car shot. There, mm-hmm. he doesn't uh, he doesn't go with the uh, um, the outside shot, which looks like we get uh, two panels later. Yeah. Um, he goes with it with an inside shot with uh, some motion lines. Um, yeah. To to the to the to the window, which uh, gives us an indication that Gordon is speeding. Um, and uh, the the look on his face lets us know that he is uh, he is very panicked. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we then go to a, another panel of the plane but um, we get to see that uh, Batman is making some progress towards getting uh, getting closer to that to that plane um, which Tom describes as widescreen panel the camera is still far back Batman on his seat shoots past the plane Batman is tearing the rockets off of his seat, um, and we do not get that um, until yeah the next page. So um, it looks like the maybe the more experienced Finch at this point is um, taking a little bit of the uh, information and saving a little bit of the information for um, from from later panels. Yeah, and Finch. Um... One thing I noticed with this is that you never see him uh, with this with this uh, issue. Um, he never he fills in all the blacks with his pencils. I never you know I noticed that when I was reading this that he doesn't do oh, the like he just outlines do the, and X's it that yeah kind of thing yeah the anchor you know he fills it in, um, which is really cool to see his technique there. Uh, he his his lines always follow the form. Of like you know if it's um, if it's Batman's body the lines always follow his form and um, but also you know he draws in all these really detailed speed lines yeah um, they're just gorgeous so he has like you know this cool with Batman on the splash he's got these speed lines uh, sort of blending into the smoke from the rocket on the ejector seat but then also you know he does a good job of having um, the speed lines outside of uh, Gordon's window on the second page. Um, on the page next to him and uh there's this uh there's a great um if you again like following the lines like the invisible composition lines on this page uh are sort of with the speed lines on this one so like the the invisible speed lines coming off of the plane leading into the speed lines um pointing at gordon and his car which are also if you follow gordon's form it's leading back to the plane with the the speed lines coming off of that leading to batman then you follow batman's speed lines down to gordon on the the next panel where you see um speed lines where he's where he's driving so um yeah it's it's uh again just sort of that invisible line and um also david finch on this last panel is doing the the sean murphy 
uh, how to draw a card thing. Yeah, where the, you, the wheels are tucked. Yeah, the wheels yeah. are tucked into the ground. And uh, so that, like, you know, the wheels are sunk in, which gives the car weight so it looks like it's turning. And, um, uh, yeah, it, it just adds weight to the car, weight to the object, so it's not floating in the... And, you know, it's not floating or anything like that. And there's this, this speed to it all. And, again, the lettering follows the form the lettering and the, the the bubbles follow the invisible composition lines yeah the the exhaust um from batman's ejector seat um in the third panel yeah leads you right to that balloon that's tying in um page three and page uh page four yeah um so that's uh that was probably a choice of the uh the the letterer there to to place that but that's that's an awesome uh placement there yeah it is and uh yeah next page a lot of stuff on the next page. oh yeah um and uh you know basically a lot of quick stuff too mm -hmm. so batman just explaining that he's gonna push it into the water and uh again a lot of speed lines and a lot of urgency yeah, um, that, uh, so we see that, uh, Batman is, um, making his way, what, um, out of his ejection seat there, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, that's where the, uh, the ripping of the, uh, the, 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 the rockets off of his seat is, is, is starting, starting to happen, um, so we get, uh, what is that, four quick hitting, hitting panels? Yeah. We get, uh, taking the safety belt off, mm -hmm. taking the, or getting at least his hands on the controls to the, to the rocket, when, or the rockets, turning them off, it looks like, and then, um, falling, or not falling, Batman doesn't fall, Batman Glide. glides to wherever he, he needs to be, but he's... He's now out of the seat and he is uh he is gliding um to where he 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 needs to be. Yeah. Um, and, um uh it's cool in those first four panels there's only there's enough text in there that you spend enough time on each panel to know what Batman's doing. Mm -hmm. So, um if there was no text, you might glance over what he's doing exactly, but at the same time the text Show, tells you to slow down a little bit and sort of see, uh, um, like, okay, this is what he's doing. I kind I can see what he's doing now. And, um, and then, oh, then I noticed on panel five, you actually do see some X's there. Oh, sh now I'm disappointed. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe, he maybe deadlines are uh, yeah. starting to catch up with him, and uh, yeah, he uh, he needed to 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 go with that. So yeah, um, Gordon oh. is uh in his car, still uh still speeding along, um, talking to Batman in what is that? Is that the fifth panel there? Yeah, fifth panel, and it's at just half the page. So the the last two panels are the next half of the page, and they're both wide shots. Mm -hmm. um, one of the plane you get to see from the fuselage is completely blown off. Yeah. And uh it's got it's got some cool detail. Like you can see like uh just pieces of the of the plane flying off, but also it's got this cool smoke effect coming off of it too, so like the pieces are sort of molding into the smoke. Mm-hmm. 
it's just I, I love seeing that kind of stuff in a comic where uh just things blending together because uh, it's almost like how you it's it's kind of like how you perceive things everything's just a shape you know and then those shapes blend into other shapes and it's I don't know maybe I'm getting too deep into things but no, no, just no. just say I like that kind of stuff yeah so um those are the two panels that uh close out um um, what page is this that we're on now? We're on page... Uh, we're on page 8. Page 8, okay. So, we have Batman on top of the plane. We have Gordon mm-hmm. speeding along. Yep. Um, clearly, the, the speed lines and the direction of that uh, that street are leading us to page page 9. Page, yep, page 9. And then we got the crazy man... Uh, the panicked man. He's not crazy. No. He's, he's he's very scared. Yeah. And he's pointing out how Gotham doesn't have anybody that can handle this situation. Well, yeah. and I'm now reading this this word balloon where he says, this is Gotham. I think this is oh. a little foreshadowing to what we're going to get in the last, last panel, last page of this. So and that's... also what Batman says in a couple pages, too, about, you know... I am Gotham, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. You yeah. know, this is Gotham, sort of, he doesn't, like, yeah, that's that's a cool, I didn't, that didn't occur to me, I just sort of was, yeah, it's an odd choice of words, um, yeah. and it does make him seem a little eccentric, but who wouldn't be if your plane was crashing? Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, it's, it's cool, and then, of course, you get the second shot of the boy, which is actually, it mirrors a lot of the first page, where you start from far away and then you sort of zoom in on him past mm-hmm. everybody else in the plane yeah and um i made a note of this last panel on page nine where uh well i guess so it's uh the second to last panel on page nine you see the boy with his face pressed up against the glass and he has his hand to the glass mm-hmm. and then he's looking out and he sees batman and it, it reminded me of um the of uh of new frontier by darwin cook where he talks about how, like, uh, where Batman talks about how, like, he wants to strike fear into criminals, but he, like, crosses the line where he doesn't want little kids afraid of him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Batman is sort of like, you know, again, this is different because all of a sudden, like, you know, usually in the comics, you know, Batman's the one who strikes fear before anything he's the guy who strikes fear into the heart of criminals not the guy who brings hope to the innocents that's always secondary but in this one before anything he's the one who brings hope to the innocents um again just showing a different kind of take on batman and narrative yeah and um i think one thing that might uh one thing that is kind of cool with this last uh this last panel um where batman is on the wing um it's very reminiscent of the famous twilight zone yeah, where shatner. uh shatner yeah. is um seeing the 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 gremlin, the, the gremlin on the plane it's yeah. it's 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 <laughs> very uh it's very close to that so yeah. <laughs> i wonder how much uh that was in finch's head when he uh he uh he drew that pan or if, that panel if so. we ever get him on this show we'll have to ask him because i'm a huge twilight zone fan i'd be very curious to know yeah, yeah that is an iconic episode so. I can't imagine that it wouldn't. There wouldn't have been some comparisons um, when they're talking about it. And then uh, again, the next page is a lot like uh, on page ten is a lot like page eight, 
where it's a lot of quick Batman setting up things and there's only so much dialogue so that you can stop, see what Batman's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. And um, you also get a... Uh, you also, in the first panel, you see the Gotham Air uh, plane uh, flying towards the city. And, you know, now, up until this point, we've only seen the... We've pretty much only seen the plane up against the sky, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think... Well, I guess... No, I guess, sorry. On page 8, you see the plane above and you get to see some of the cityscape. Yes, very But this very is little. where it's like you're now, you're really close to the city. Yeah. Um, the plane's really close to the city now. Yeah. And, um... Batman is, uh, yeah, Batman's on the, you know, he's, he's, he's attaching the rockets to the, the plane, the, the, the wing. And, um, again, just showing this, uh, the, uh, the detail is closing in with the city. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, on page nine, um, after Batman's like, you know, he uses his grappling hook to go to each plane and put on the rockets so that he can turn the plane so that it can go in between these two buildings. Yes. Um, there's a panel, the panel, uh, five on page, on page 11. Um, I really like that just sort of showing that things are closing in because Batman's upside down on underneath the wing. He's Mm -hmm. putting a rocket on and you see, um, him reaching towards the camera, putting on the rocket. And then on the other hand, he's got his grappling hook and then his, his belly is to the wing of the plane, but underneath him the buildings are like almost like feel like they're closing in on him, that kind of thing. Like they're about to crush him. So it gives this claustrophobia, but also this sense of like, I don't want to be here. So yeah. And the, the captions are, are giving us countdowns towards the, uh, also giving us countdowns towards the, uh, the altitude that he has. So, um, Alfred's know, Alfred's not making anything better by telling Batman. No, we we've, we've gone from what fourteen hundred feet to um, what uh, one hundred ninety six feet. So there's very little um, yeah. margin for error now. Not that there was a lot of margin for error before, but now we are uh, really, really. Uh, the plane is very, very low at the, at this point. Yeah, and that, that bring up the 196 feet, yeah, Alfred says, uh, asks about the building next to Finger Tower, what's the distance between it and the plaza, and it says, uh, I have it listed here at 140 feet, and then he asks, like, and the wingspan of this plane, and then Alfred says 196 feet, and it's yeah. just like, <laughs> like, nothing can be easy at this moment when this plane's coming down. Again, like, uh, all Batman has to work with other rockets from his ejector seat. You know, yeah. the fact that he was able to come up with that on the spot. Again, just shows his genius. Yeah. Um, and again, that he's he can be as resourceful as someone like Superman or Green Lantern in a moment like this. Uh, with nothing but his brains, basically. Uh, it's just cool. It's just a cool... It's a cool, again, first issue showing Batman's a genius. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he can save hundreds of people on a plane and thousands of people in the city um, with just his wits. Yeah, so uh, he had been below the, the the plane, but now he realizes that he has to get uh, on top of the plane. Um, yeah. So in order to be 
Yeah, in order to uh, turn it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is this page, uh, page fourteen where he gets on top of the plane? We yeah. Uh, no, no, we're on page uh, twelve. Page twelve. Page thirteen. Let me see. Let me see. 12, 13, 14, 13, 16, 17. Oh, no, you're right. It is 14. All right, so at 14, he yep. realizes that he needs to um, get to the top of the plane um, to, to steer it. He's got the information that he's um, got a very tight, uh, tight fit coming up, um, actually too tight for the, for the wingspan of the plane. Um, so he has, uh, uh, gotten on top of the plane, um, with a, with a, with a grappling hook, mm-hmm. um, and he's in communication, um, with, with Alfred, um, um, telling him that he wants the, uh, the rockets to be ready to go, um, we get two two quick panels of Batman below the plane grappling hook and he's he's now on top of the plane um in Alfred and the third panel is confirming that he is uh ready to go first time we see Alfred in this issue yeah um and that's crucial for what's coming up uh Alfred is sort of he's Alfred has confidence that Batman's going to do this. And you can see it on his face that Batman, that Alfred's calm and collected as always. Yeah. As, 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 he even says that, as always. Yes. So, um, you know, just a good reveal of Alfred, good introduction of Alfred in this first issue. You know, Alfred's not changed. Batman's not changed. Just the scenario is different. Yeah. Um, then, you know, Alfred light him up. They are lit. Congratulations, sir. Mm-hmm. And I love this this line again. Yes. Tom King's sort of on the nose joke. What was once just a seven forty seven commercial jet airliner is now the new bat plane. Yes. Um just, you know, uh but also that sort of uh light humor before just this really after these next couple pages, the dialogue is very emotional. Mm-hmm. And uh when um I guess not this page, but like uh the page afterwards. Oh wait, nope, nope. It is this page. Yeah, where he talks about uh, leaving the messages for the for um, the Robins. And uh, um, it's a great shot of the plane going through the two buildings. It's very '90s action film. Very yeah. Esque, you know, with this, uh, you get to see it happening. I was watching a video today on uh, on speed. The scene where they jump the bus mm-hmm. over the the bridge it's very much so like that that's sort of that moment where you're like whoa look at that um but uh yeah then yeah that's page 16 and on page 17 you get this um exchange between alfred and batman um where alfred basically says uh like hey you're you're probably gonna die <laughs> you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like have you thought of that? Um, and um, but Alfred's very polite about it. So he says, "I hesitate to raise the issue, but there is perhaps one matter that we might discuss. Um, if you hit the Gulf at the precise angle, the plane should absorb a great deal of impact, preserving the lives of those inside. 
You will have saved thousands. You will have saved this city, your city. However, to achieve this precise angle, you will need to stay in place and navigate the point of entry, meaning you will be outside the plane, exposed to the full force of the, of the collision. Sir, you must know it will be possible, it will be impossible to survive. And, um, again, um, Tom King's sort of signature repetition, where Batman's replies are like, yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, and then that, you know, this rhythm of, then, like, at the end breaks the rhythm of, with saying, I know. And um, then you also get a, a view on page 17 of the villain. So uh, you get the Cobra agent, the missile launcher, and it looks like his, his brains have been blown out um, while this exchange is going on. And then uh, ha about 75% of the final page on 17 is uh, um see the the shadowy figure standing over the dead terrorist mm -hmm. and um you see the plane flying in between the two buildings uh towards the water yeah and uh it's classic comic book storytelling yeah um we don't we don't know who that uh we don't know who that uh mysterious figure is who's uh who's who's standing there watching that uh um, wanting us to come back and, and want more, so. Yeah. Um, so we have a plane speeding along, and that, uh, takes us to what, uh, page, are we on page, uh, Page 18. Page 18. And this, uh, we get the signature nine, Tom King nine-panel grid. Yeah, I was, uh, that's, uh, that's interesting that, uh, that's the first time uh, we see it, but uh, we will we will see that uh, again. So, oh, not here, but uh, clearly from Tom King, we will oh, see yeah. more and nine he, panel grids. And he'd already made that his signature in Omega Man. Yeah, and um, I, I was listening to uh, the podcast. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? I can't remember already. Uh, but they, they go through a one page of Watchmen at a time. Oh, and they're okay. talking about the interviewer of that. He's the guy who does the strip panel naked videos on YouTube. Okay. He said he was interviewing Tom King and Mitch Gerards for his magazine. And he asked Tom King about what was so appealing about the nine panel grid. And uh, he says it's because it's the only panel. Like you, you get, you know, you get a good rhythm going, but also it has a center panel. Yeah. That's a big thing. Uh, like a natural center panel. And uh, with this one, it's it's pretty powerful because you get to see sort of the minimal emotion of um, of Batman, but at the same time, it's sort of the dialogue. Uh, you can sort of project this uh, sense of of peace onto Batman that like he sort of knows what he's doing and uh, it's what he wants to do. Yeah, um... like a resolve. Um, but at the same time, there's almost this like sadness to it also yeah um it's it's i think the not that the, the first three are any more um less valuable than than the than the last six but i think the last six are are pretty neat because we go alfred batman alfred batman we 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 sort of zoom in on each yeah you zoom each in each, each person. person yeah um, in between and, uh, 
you know, we have the determination of, of Batman, which, uh, which never breaks. Mm-mm. And, um, the, the brave face of Alfred, um, who did have total confidence in him earlier, um, is, 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 is starting to break. Um, and then by the second to last panel, it's completely broken. Yeah. He's, uh, almost uh, like ready to, to, yeah. to, yeah. So that's, uh, that that's cool because you know Batman is uh, never never wavering in his his determination and uh, Alfred uh, doesn't want to but uh, his sort of uh, his sort of love and uh, caring for Bruce underneath the uh, the cowl is uh, is 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 coming through. But there. even the close-up on Batman's eye, he's starting to break a little bit right there, I think. Because, like, his eyes are sort of, like, starting to raise up because uh, the, uh, the other panels, like, Batman's pretty, like, his brow is pretty furled, that kind of thing. Like, he's he's focused, like, you know, he's got tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. But then, like, this last shot of his eye, it's blank. But I think it, it mixed with the dialogue, it, it gives a sort of, like, all of a sudden, like, he's having this, like, moment of... Uh, like an out-of-body experience where he sort of like takes a step back in this moment right before he dies and he says, uh, is this a good death? You know, that kind of thing. And it's just the weight of that sentence in the context of the whole thing and then um, also just the image, you know, I get this sort of like, you know, lump in my throat looking at it, but it's like a blank eye, that kind of thing. There's not much detail. Yeah. But you project so much onto that of just sort of like, what you know of Batman from the story, what you know of him of his whole life, that kind of thing, it all sort of culminates in this one image and you start to be retrospective about this whole scenario, but also of who Batman is um, without any real detail to it. It's, it's kind of, it's cool. It's, it's just a cool effect and it's not something you can really dissect because, it, you know, it's, it's probably different for every person, but for me, it's like everything I know about Batman and stuff like that. And, yeah, he yeah. uh his uh it's one of those things where his determination is uh probably pretty set but as the uh the 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 surface of the the water is getting uh closer and closer uh a little bit of uh doubt uh creeps into his mind even even for the uh the strongest of wills even uh even Batman um gets a little concerned when uh He's uh, standing on top of an airplane, uh, speeding at uh, Gotham Bay or, or whatever body yeah. of, of water this is. Yeah. And that being said, that's like what I just said is like when you just take that panel on its own. Because uh, if you're reading this, you just have to look a little bit to the right to know that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe that'd be my one complaint about this book. It would have been. I mean, how, well, how could you do that, though? is have that page on the next one so you could have the full reveal. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's that sort of sense of dread. It doesn't last very long because, like, you just get over, just look over a little bit, and then, you know, yes. you know in these next pages as the plane starts hitting the water, uh, um, the plane, you know, is heading towards the water, and uh, you see the city in the background, so they're all safe. The, the plane skids up against the water and then it sort of like lifts off again 
and it just hovers in midair. Yes. And you and... see two super beings underneath it. Well, before... Oh, yes, um, we, we do, and... Um... We get uh, before we, we we before we turn the page. Um, Batman has a a guess on who is underneath that plane, yeah. lifting it up. Um, he's he's, even though he's been told that uh, Superman is is off planet, uh, he uh, when he when the plane starts to uh, gain a little bit of altitude from from the water there, he. Uh, He's asking the question, Clark, uh, thinking that uh, somehow mm-hmm. Superman has shown up to Gibbs in page 20. Yep. Um, we get a uh, three-page panel with a with a huge splash. Mm-hmm. Um, the first panel, we have some people talking um, off-panel. They're saying, Batman is a pleasure. I'm sorry, it's an honor and a pleasure. Please allow me to introduce myself. Oh. Um, we have Batman glaring upward. Um, and then the very last panel, we have the the two people who showed up to, to save the plane. Um, the male figure is stating, I am Gotham. She is Gotham girl. This is our city, and we are here to save it. And that's where it uh, it ends here. So we drop the mic. Boom. Yeah. Um, please allow me to introduce myself. I again, I haven't read much, but when anyone ever mentions that, you know they're gonna be bad. That kind of thing, like you know they're gonna be evil. Yeah. 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 So that's again Tom King sort of making a nod, like towards the Rolling Stones, like, yeah, these guys are bad news. Um. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a cool, it's a cool way to end it again, just to show that this is, uh, this, you're taking Batman out of his element, where, you know, he's usually fighting rogues that he can defeat with a gadget of some sort, but now these are two super beings that he has no idea who they are. Yeah, and Batman clearly is not going to, um, respond well to the, the very last panel, or the very last word balloon that says, this is our city. We are here to save it. Yeah. Um, that's what Batman has is, is always been about and um, um, will continue to be about. And um, while I'm sure he's uh, thrilled to, to, to be saved in this moment, he's probably uh, not thrilled with that, uh, that sentiment from, from Gotham there. So mm-hmm. um, uh, the, it was... Uh, interesting choice to um bring in two new characters yeah at the at the the end of the um at the end of the uh at the end of the rebirth issue yeah uh or batman one rebirth um and uh i'm sure it was was set up to hey i want to i want to learn more about who these who these two people are who who just showed up so uh yeah that was, that's just sort of your classic, hey, uh, I'm the hero, villain, new character reveal in the, in the last, uh, the last panel, so. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Tom King ruins it in the script, uh, but 
if you get yeah, you were talking about earlier a Chekhov smoking gun. Um, Tom King doesn't even do that in the script. He just flat out ruins it for you. Uh, in the last panel two description. Um, but uh, it, it's cool. His um, again, this trust in uh, in in David Finch is sort of you know it's unwavering. Um, this this just one description of uh, of them, and he says they should look a bit spooky, eerie, not quite right. Yeah. And even in the pencils, David Finch gets that that kind of thing. Like he just knows how to do it. And again, the writer not telling him how to draw them per se, but he trusts just on that vague description. Yeah, you'll know you'll know what to do. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe they had a conversation about it. They probably did, but you know, it's. He knew what to do, that kind of thing, you know, if he was just going by the script, you know, it's, even with the pencils, there is something weird, and, uh, again, it, it probably has to do with their just sort of lifeless eyes, like mm-hmm. a doll's eyes, and, uh, you know, and the, they're just sort of, yeah, they're, they're, they're clearly, like, Superman wannabes, at least yeah um but also you know this this thing that you know it they have the the classic superman look but also they have this weird mask thing going on and the uniform makes them look uh you know makes them look a very old-fashioned and very uh you know i don't know almost fascist you know with their sort of like eastern european uh like uniforms yeah and yeah Batman being the uh, prepared for 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 any event. Uh, yeah. How the, how do these two uh, super powered individuals uh, uh, show mm-hmm. up without him being being uh, being ready for them? You yeah. Know, that's um, that that's a thing. So it's one thing for a plane to crash. It's another thing for Batman for super and beings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing I'd like to, I, I wrote down sort of as like my last note is that um, this them showing up at the end no way diminishes all the stuff Batman's doing throughout the issue. No. You know, like he still would have saved everybody on that plane if oh. they had showed up. Yeah, he... And yeah. Um, so he's not like, it's not like something where it's like, oh, well, he did all that for nothing. Actually, like he saved like thousands of people already, mm-hmm. you know, just with the little stuff that he did. Um, which is a cool, again, like it's just a cool comic. It's something you can only get from a comic and something you can only do in a comic. Yeah. Um, with an established character is, uh, you know, make sure that he's just always remains awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I guess there was that half second of doubt, um, when you were reading this, that you might have been like, "Oh wow, are they going to kill Batman in the yeah. the very first issue yeah, of yeah. Uh, Rebirth?" <laughs> which would have been a very interesting choice, but uh, no, he was bailed out at the last uh, moment by by two people we've uh, we've never met before. So yeah, DC's doing great stuff with their comics, but they're not that risky. No, um, that's uh, I don't think uh, I. Don't think you would have been able to to get that one um, up the chain of command that no. you were going to kill Batman in the very first issue. No, maybe killing Barbara Gordon or Tim Drake, maybe, but yeah. at the same time, you know. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, 
Um, so I think at this point we're going to to wrap it up. We've yeah. uh, we've done a good uh, ninety five minutes on the <laughs> the very first uh, issue of Batman. Yeah. So um, I hope no one kills them. We've uh, this issue. <laughs> we, so I'd like to to thank everybody for this breakdown of uh, Batman One, and uh, yeah. we will uh, uh, be back soon. And uh, thanks again. Um, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you.